What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 171. This, of course, is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. Um, for backstage viewers at home, uh, Cody had his camera on during that uh, that theme, theme song. <laughs> And I think he realized as soon as how stupid he looked <laughs> that he that he had it on, and then he immediately turned it off. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little inside baseball. We don't usually see each other during the show, but I like to turn <laughs> mine on for for our warm up banter, and I forgot it was off. And uh, I appreciate I appreciate you not sharing with with the folks at home what type of dance I was doing because that's how I get revved up for the show. I don't know what you do to get like charged up if you know you do a rail of coke or you, um, <laughs> you know whatever it is whatever it is you that's the only example I can think of. But whatever else you do to get excited for the show that that's what I do. So that's my little you know that's that's for me that's for me. What do you do? Is there anything you do to get ready for the show? I don't do a rail of coke. Um, I just rail some Coke, where I take uh, some Coca-Cola and just boof it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Jeez. Well, I, gosh, you, you know, you, you gave me a pretty good segue there, Seth, because <laughs> speaking of stuff going into your butt... <laughs> Jared Buckendall. JB. Hey, we out here boofing this Coke, yo. <laughs> there we go. You got to boof. You got to boof. Jared, what do you do to get stoked, to get hyped, to get into an episode of the SoCo Show? Long division. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Is, like, what about the long division gets you excited? If there's not a remainder, my lord. Whew. Ooh, so you're saying like if there's an even division and there's not a remainder, that's what gets you really cranked up for the show. Yes, arithmetic. Wow. I uh, I need you to be hyped for the show, so go ahead and divide 36 by 6 and find that there is no remainder because we got an exciting show. We got a special guest coming on the show. I do not have a sounder for the show, so we're going to use Lindsay's. <laughs> that don't <amaze> me <laughs> We are... Uh, I really should have, of all the people to do a sounder for, Nolan, it should have been you. We are yeah, we are joined today. <laughs> we are joined today by the great NPA. Uh, you, you've been hearing his work on recent episodes of the SoCo Show. Our brand new intro theme and outro music are produced by NPA. He's a partner with Jared on Room 56 Studios, but we know him here as Nolan. Nolan, thank you so much for joining the show this week. Thanks so much for having me, man. And he does or have a man. sounder. There, there's a sounder for Room 56 Studios. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. What? There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Trevorial. Or you can have this one. Waka Waka. <laughs> I'd ra- I like Waka Waka. Yeah. Or I could just okay, do my own. Can... I can do it live because I'm an actual performer, unlike you guys. You just uh, hide behind uh, cameras. <laughs> right in the heart. Right in the heart. Wow. We're live performers now, too, occasionally. Occasionally, so. yeah. And I, no, that's yeah, actually, so that I have counts. nothing prepared. So that I, it was an empty threat. <laughs> <laughs> the I'll give you a third option, so you can still you can have waka waka. You can keep waka waka if you want, but I'll give you I'll give you another opportunity. This is a sounder we're not using much of, so you can have it if you want it, boys. <laughs> it has to be that one. I I'm gonna go with boys on the condition that afterwards. So okay, we're gonna like rehearse this, right? Okay, you're gonna play that, and I'm gonna add something. 
Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, joining the show this week, boys. That's why I sleep till noon. Nolan, uh, we we thank you for joining the show and and for being um, uh, a friend of the show for a long time and Absolutely. a contributor of of the show. You've contributed just about as much to the show as I have to this point. Um, well, by by creating our new our new intro music. Yeah, I would say probably so, more than you have. Um, <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah. I, I get a lot of feedback that says we, we listen to the opening and then as soon as Cody starts talking, we stop. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. most of most of our numbers and, and frankly, we owe you most of our ad revenue, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. So uh, I, I did, I remade your intro, but I didn't make the intro. You wrote that. Like, you guys made it. Um, <laughs> and I remember I... I, I wouldn't like, say... I oh, wouldn't no, say no. That is a that, work of art. We, Don't you dare. Don't you dare well, put it down. I was just gonna say I don't I don't think we wrote it so much as as we re- we we received it you know it, it just kind of yeah. it was our destiny to get to that we, so I don't know Seth if that's how we, you feel but I feel we like were, it was sent down like an arrow from the gods we were only vessels <laughs> to carry that yeah. beautiful tune <laughs> I remember oh, when you you gold. asked me if I could like recreate it and I was like yeah for sure and then I did it in like I don't know a day or so and you're like oh you do it so fast I'm like well you already made it I just had to like copy, copy it, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just made it with some slightly better sounds I don't and you know. made it with real instruments <laughs> yeah that helps you know sometimes yeah that was a nice a nice ad I, I felt when I listened to it I felt like when uh, Fred Flintstone met the Jetsons mm. and he was like well what the fuck I've been doing all this stuff <laughs> that's the actual quote yeah <laughs> well, what the fuck I was I was spraying the water out of a dirty mammoth's snout to clean my dishes, and you have a robot that does that? Holy shit. <laughs> That's how I felt. Uh, you know, like, I was getting shows. my dishes cleaned, but there was a lot of snot in there, so it, it made a lot of sense that, that you brought the robot in and, and, and classed it up a bit. So it's been a great addition. A lot of good response to it. Man, yeah. you guys remember those fucking like creamsicles? That. The Flintstones creamsicles? Oh, dude, the push pops? Hell yeah. The push-ups or whatever? The Flintstone I do push remember pops? that, yeah. Yeah. Those things are awesome. Yeah. The, they were, were they like, always orange? They always got like really mm-hmm. melty. I feel like, yeah, they were yeah. always orange. Like very messy. And sticky. Mm-hmm. They would melt and get sticky really fast because yeah. they were basically rubber. So, so like <laughs> they melted. Dirty Caveman. Ooh. You Dirty just... Caveman should be the, the name of your book. <laughs> Dirty Caveman. I Dirty like that. Dirty Caveman. Yeah. It's actually, like I think it's a, it's a better name for mixtape. I'm always looking for good names for mixtapes. Mixtape. Not like I'll ever tape. make a mix. Well, uh, they're one of the same. <laughs> Dirty Caveman, the sex tape is not yeah. what I want to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. They're finally coming out with the sequel to Kim K Superstar. Is that what they're calling it? Oh, no. <laughs> Yikes. Dirty Caveman, the happening. <laughs> there you go. The happening. The somethinging is one of those. I, I don't know if we've talked about this lately on the show, but I have uh, movie title pet peeves. And one of them is, uh, I'm drowning in it now, is title, colon, subtitle. It drives me nuts as a movie title. Mission, and colon, impossible. Ooh. <laughs> Cody, yeah, colon, honestly, Michael. I pre- Mission, impossible, I prefer colon, to- rogue nation. Yeah, that's that's the example. But I liked Mission Impossible 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I would just rather call them MI5 and MI6. But anyway, um, the There's probably a copyright issue is- with MI6, though. There could be, yeah. but MI6 doesn't really exist either. So uh, maybe it's with you don't uh, really exist. James Bond, I guess. Sometimes I think I don't, Nolan. And that's what <laughs> that's what that's what this week's podcast is going to be about. Do we exist? Do I exist? 
Uh, I don't know. Two hours of that coming right at you. So stay tuned <laughs> for the SoCo show. Um, no, that's not true. But uh, the somethinging, right? So there's the turning, the happening. Uh, I'm sure there are other examples of the this. Fap- but the it fapping. just. It, <laughs> The fapping, yeah, it, it just makes it makes your your movie seem like this grandiose event, and movies that come out with those titles almost never are that, and so it just feels like setting yourself up for failure just using the title. That's I don't that's I don't know. Nobody asked me. Yeah, it's just but, like uh, that's how I feel. Avengers: The End Gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't be cool. Total failure. The of End Gaming. Yeah, yeah, just End Game. Yeah. Or even if they had called it Avengers Four, I'd have been fine with that. But anyway. Naming conventions for movies aren't on the agenda today. Um, Nolan, uh, we have Nolan on this week uh, because not only is he a a good friend of the show and a friend of ours for a while now, um, but uh, is involved in a ton of creative endeavors that we've talked a little bit about that. We're going to hear more about them in just a little bit. But other than that, always just good to get get another voice on the show, get get some new opinions and uh, and find some new things uh, to say that I can cut for sounders. So anything (laughs) uh, in, in that realm, fire away. And uh, uh, we yeah. we actually the other thing I almost forgot is Nolan brought a game with him, which, by the way, if you want to get on the Soko show, uh, a great way to do it is to say, <laughs> I have a game for you that you that is then yours to keep forever. And uh, and then you bring it on the show and now it's going to be ours. So we have an exciting game now that Nolan brought to us that we're going to play in a little bit. Uh, and basically between that and showing up as a guest, Nolan, you've done all my work for me. All I need to do is uh, is talk on this for a little bit and we'll put it out. You made it a, a relatively low input uh, SoCo show for me, which uh, is attractive to me. And I think probably a lot of our listeners who would like to see control wrestled away from me. Oh, what can I say, man? I'm a low input kind of guy. You know, I... Uh... <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that joke, so I'm just going to drop out of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks again for having me on, man. Um, again, I'm Nolan, uh, also NPA, just my initials, a uh, little cleaner, a little cooler to say. And uh, like you're saying, I do a bunch of different creative endeavors, uh, one of them being audio engineering. As uh, as you wonderful listeners heard, I did uh, remake Cody's and Cody and Seth's intro there, and uh, I've been doing that for about 12 years now I've been uh, I'm self-taught completely so uh, yeah just kind of teaching myself I built my own home studio so I, I record my own mi- I record my own music mix master produce it all that stuff and I actually have songs out on Spotify um, so if you were so inclined and you you might even be on the Spotify app right now uh, you could even just pause this podcast because the rest of it doesn't really matter now <laughs> and, uh, and type in sleep till noon npa because that's one of the songs i have out it's a very fun song about uh breaking up with someone and being sad and just wanting to sleep all the time so um it's happier than that i promise but <laughs> <laughs> yes it's actually um, a pretty funky track it do, it, it's nowhere it's not a depressing song at all it, it's actually pretty funky thank you and i really like it it's a fun one and um i do have some releases planned uh to come out soon right now i am away from my home studio obviously i am um i'm with jared actually that's not obvious i could be on my own mic so if you don't know i'm actually with jared right now um and we're recording together but i do have the music on spotify and then another endeavor that i'm involved with is uh room 56 studios a business that i started with jared um doing some freelance i know (laughs) (laughs) that's our that's our official um soundtrack for the for the company actually when you go to our website it plays that sound but on repeat oh yeah so so, yeah just like that 
So it makes your browsing of our website just wonderful. Yeah. It really speaks to the quality that we want to, that we strive for, that we bring to the table. Quality's um, so good, you'll say. What? <laughs> you guys can have that one for free. I'll keep it. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about me. And uh, that's how I've come to know Jared and uh, got to know you guys through that as well. So here we are. Yeah. We um we met back in Dub H in our hip hop dance days. club, yeah. Back when we were all spry dancers, I went for uh, this is how far removed I am from being a dancer. I went for a walk today, <laughs> and I had to stop during the walk and stretch my hamstrings because they were getting tight. <laughs> oh, my body is falling apart. Uh, my my, I'm I'm turning way too old this week, so my body is just is uh, <laughs> is falling apart. So um. Yes, very excited to have Nolan on, um, but we're, we're still going to have a pretty typical show. So, Nolan, you'll get to be along for the ride, uh, and, and as has become typical uh, recently, we've, had, we've been sourcing some questions from our listening audience, and Seth has been gathering them on Twitter, and uh, we've been answering them to start the show. So let's get into a little bit of that. Here are some audience questions. Any questions? So... I, on the live show, I thought we were running out. I just was not looking in the right place. So we still actually have a few <laughs> um, from Mike V that we have not uh, answered yet. And uh, he might think this is because um, I'm afraid to answer some of these, or we might all be afraid to answer some of these. But we're going we're gonna to answer them, Mike. So, again. I know, Mike, bitch, Mike. Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, at Mike Vandenhall has we'll we'll do these last two. Uh, just uh, j- just to get Mike out of the way here because he's asking some tough ones. Um, his his first question is: Do you want to have children? Why or why not? <laughs> That's the dumbest question ever. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do we do we the guys that put out a weekly show about how much TV and movies and video games we have time for? Oh wow! Do we do we us guys want to have? I guess I think a better question would be: Does the listening audience want us to have kids? Because I'm pretty sure that would kill the show immediately. <laughs> um. I I think it's a fair question, Mike. Uh, I I don't know if it's I don't know if my mom or my girlfriend put you up to it, but um, <laughs> in either case, we we shall answer. No, actually, I, I I don't think it was either of those people, but um, it was my dad. I, I, <laughs> it was yeah. My dad really wants to have grandkids, so he's he's really been hounding me, which is hilarious if you know my dad. Um, the I, I think I, I would still like to have kids someday, um, if for no other reason than to be able to show Spider-Man to someone new and have them <laughs> see it for the first time. Like, those are the kinds of things that I would be stoked for as a parent, to, like, teach someone all the stuff um, that a person needs to know. So I, I'm still attracted to the idea of, of parenthood, but it is a long ways off for me right now because... Uh, if I just listed out the things I did today, none of them would be possible if I had a kid. So <laughs> it's it's a ways off for me, but I haven't I haven't ruled it out. That, so it's not like like at. caring for another life or shaping the future. That's not what matters to you, right? Not right now. No, <laughs> I only cared about I only cared about one man today, and uh, and that man is me. And, uh, and I, I will say. <laughs> I took I took really good care of him today. Uh, we did all the things he wanted to do, and um, and it was it was it was a pretty nice day. So to have to have you know 
someone uh, screaming and crying in the middle of all that would have really put a damper on the video games I was playing. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's 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 uh, still on schedule, but not for a while yet for, for your boy. What about you guys? I... Uh... I would say. Remember, Mel might listen to this. Yes, tomorrow. maybe in the like. Believe me, like if you like tomorrow, it's like, hey, let's go and you know, let's make a baby. I'm like, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but yes. on Friday, but Friday, I'll move my schedule around. You know, um, nice. I financially there. I'm sorry, but there's a lot of things. Tell me no the world we're living mm. in financially exactly. my free time me having stuff that would then be ruined um <laughs> that that's does that include uh, your life <laughs> I, I, i'm sorry but i i again you know people out there you know do your thing yeah i'm sure they're lovely but i just am not no, i'm sure they're lovely <laughs> <laughs> I am, not, am i not am i not saying the right things here um i am the furthest away from that in my life i would say yeah not to bring this down a bit but uh, I, I mean, I what Jared said. The world, I don't want to bring anyone into this world right now. I mean, not only that, all that takes effort, and you know, I don't want to do any of that. And I like we <laughs> like Cody said, we're watch, I, I I talk about movies all the time. I played PS Five all the time. I eat entire bag of cheese balls all the time. <laughs> I, mean, I I I don't have time. I don't have time. But but really though, my real answer would be, I mean. If if there's a world for kids to come into, <laughs> I mean, who, who fucking knows at this point? Um, could, mm. You know, I could have a kid and they could grow up to be a Trump supporter. You know, like what? I mean, I, I, I don't want that to happen. Not if you do your fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, well, what, are you, what are you gonna be doing, Jesus? We're gonna be eating cheese balls the whole time, man. It's a lot of work. I actually give him a break. I, I, I would I would make him grow up to be a Trump supporter um, secretly, and then just so down the road I could have like a superhero type moment where the the father has to take down the son for becoming too powerful. What? What? You, you would Ooh. want to raise your child just to murder? To him? take him down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I taking him right. down. Sonny I was boy. told so many times growing up that I brought you into this world, I can take you out of it. So now I want to see that happen in real life. <laughs> Also, what All a right. fucked up threat. My parents said that, too. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so weird, man. I will murder you. Yeah. Welcome to Casey Anthony Week on the SoCo Show, guys. <laughs> um, wow. Nolan, what, what about you? You got uh, you going to have a whole little family of Rugrats and make them into a Partridge Family Band? Oh, my God. <laughs> that physically hurt me, what you just said. Uh, also, he can't have birds? Come on. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine someone? <laughs> one of the partridge women is giving birth, and all of a sudden a bird just flies up. She's like, ah! <laughs> It'd be the best if if it wasn't even a partridge, if it was another type of bird, <laughs> a swan. <laughs> the partridge girl had a had a had a bird. Oh, a partridge! Oh, I get it. No, it was a fucking swan, dude. <laughs> oh man, Toucan Sam's laying that pipe. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so to answer the very mature question of would i have kids uh, after all that is um yeah probably in the future but uh as as you guys kind of said i'm nowhere near that and uh mm -hmm. listeners of the show you may not know this, this is absolutely true i actually i'm dating jared's sister 
And uh, so she's definitely going to listen to this. And I don't know what her reaction is. But if I were Jill, this goes to you. Don't count on it. <laughs> I know it's holiday season, baby. And uh, I'm just here to tell you how I really know. feel. Yeah. Man, uh, Thanksgiving is going to be awkward. <laughs> what would oh, be funny? If you know what? Jared should be like, you know what would be great for dinner? If we just listen to the SoCo show from this week and fast forward just to that part. In the background, maybe the first, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Nolan, oh how come God. you went to Iowa with your girlfriend and came back homeless and alone? <laughs> Here, listen to this podcast. For Yeah, you want to hear the evidence? Don't count on it. <laughs> Don't count on it. Um, I'm actually I'm when I said that I was thinking of the scene in in Toy Story when Woody shakes the eight ball asking if Andy will pick him to go to Pizza Planet. That's how my brain works. <laughs> I just I think oh, in man. terms of Pixar, don't count on it. And he throws it. What a great movie. Anyway, mm-hmm. no, I, I I'm not gonna have kids anytime soon for all the reasons mentioned before. Um, but mainly the cost. Oh Oof. my God. Do you know how much money you spend on kids? I'm the youngest of eight children, okay? And by, by a significant margin. So my family is massive, and all of my older siblings have children of their own. And I... Uh, ugh. I mean, I guess the thing is, yeah, like, the cost is outrageous because, like, you can't just... Like, when I grew up for three years, I ate slices of ham with melted cheese. That was cheap. Now you can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's child abuse. Now you only get the yeah. ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got to be at least like because we've got we've got some friends that have kids and it's like it's like at least forty bucks to raise a kid and like I just don't have that kind of money. It's it's definitely upwards of forty five. I mean, I'd wager. I mean, PlayStation Five <laughs> games are now seventy dollars. Yeah, that's you a huge budget hit. Games that's almost and two kid. kids. That's yeah. almost yeah. two kids. Yeah, think about it. Would you rather have two kids or Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PS Five? <laughs> uh, Which one is going to bring you more hours of joy? <laughs> oh wow! I just to see, just to see him. You know, this to see it start from zero and just work its way up and gain more experience, and you know, one day. I'll have 100% of the game. It'll be great. <laughs> what I, um, it also no, it makes I, me sick how people, like, some people get, like, oh, look at my son. He turned out just like me. I'm so proud of him. Like, how narcissistic are you? The world does not need more of you, I promise. Nobody's that special. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, parents. You're all selfish. Yeah. Except, <laughs> um, except for Tom Holland. We need more of that. But uh, otherwise, no. Don't reproduce. Yeah. I think um, it's funny to see because uh, Mike, the the asker of this question, has has a boy of his own. And um, <laughs> sorry, Mike. It's, it's, it's really funny because uh, we're we we're the same age. We went to school together, and to see how different people can be in different parts of their life for different reasons, right? So, like, Mike has a kid, and is like it's awesome it's really cool to see him be a dad and that's really fun Mm -hmm. but i'm still at a position and i know seth you're in the same boat where it's like that looks really awesome and fun and i'm glad you're doing it and that's amazing you do that over there (laughs) and i'm and i I, i'm gonna stay over here and continue to play video games for a while before i take that leap so that's that's i think where we're at mike i know would like to have some some dad pals um to hang out with but for us it's gonna it's gonna be a little while later seth and i are having lots of conversations about kids but it's not in the cards for us for for a long long time are you tight are you two <laughs> talking about adopting potentially 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what that's we would nice. need to do because we we kept having arguments between the two of us over, over which you know which. I don't want to get gross, but like, if we were going to use like brown gravy or white gravy. <laughs> and- <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It is. It's Thanksgiving week, and people might be wondering what kind of gravy. So, like, you know, I'm wondering what what kind of turkey. (laughs) Well, we're gonna we're we're gonna have the mashed potato. We we all know, but and and we're gonna love the mashed potato no matter what. But like, what kind of what kind of gravy are we gonna cover it in? Uh, That's that's the thing. That's the thing that we just don't know, and and so it's a decision that we're still trying to make. One thing we can both agree on, though, for dessert. Cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, you guys. That's nasty. End the wow. show. End the show. That is it. <laughs> this analogy does not track well. Oh my god. Happy thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Enjoy your meal. We didn't even get to the ads yet. <laughs> we only we answered one question. The ads. Oh man, I was worried we wouldn't have enough to fill the show. I think we're doing fine. <laughs> Oh man! Oh well, well now cream pies is going to be the title of the show, and yes. we'll see how that does. We'll see <laughs> how that'll do in the analytics. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit! We're off to a good start. I'm upset, um, Seth. I'm hesitant <laughs> to even ask, but uh, I, I think maybe we, we do one more Mike V question, and so, oh, or do you want to pocket we can it? Save it. We can save it till next week. I think that I'll let you 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 read the question and see if this current episode, the way it's going, needs that question. You tell me. <laughs> Let's go ahead and say Mike. Mike, provided us with plenty of of great entertainment there, so let, let's let's hold off. Give him his own time next week too. Wow, Mike V getting even more time. I know a lot of other listeners who are getting jealous of all this Mike V time, but uh, to them, I would say submit better questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, audience questions coming at you via Twitter at Soco Show Pod is the place to tweet those. Seth will get them in the queue and we'll answer them right here on the SoCo Show. Uh, this week's question came in from at Mike Vandenhull, so go give him a follow if you want to see a bunch of Jared Buckendall retweets. Um, <laughs> if, uh, it, again, if you want the SoCo audience to follow you and for your question to be read on the show, tweet them at SoCo Show Pod. Um, I mentioned it before. We got a lot of fun stuff that we're going to talk to or talk about. Uh, a lot of fun reviews and things. We'll get in the TV corner. Seth had a We Missed the Boat challenge this week, and Nolan brought us a brand new game that we're going to play. So a lot of fun stuff to get into yet. Uh, but before we do any of that, you know, we got to start with some chic tweets. I call you a punk. All right, Iron Sheik spending a lot of gold this week, spending a lot of time on the tweet machine. So I got three of them, three whole Sheik tweets this week. Holy first shit. one, first one. I'm not messing around. Here we go. First one, um, Iron Sheik says, "Here's a neat idea. Go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to dedicate uh, that to parents everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, second tweet. It's getting it's getting dark out early. We we all hate it. We, I'm leaving work at 4:30. It's already dark out. Iron Sheik hates it too. He says, "I be honest with you, that jabroni sun go down too early, and it make the world too dark. It even it even before the Judge Judy come on, and already dark. Fuck the sun down." How many characters does he have? That felt like t- way more than a tweet. <laughs> Sheik gets extra characters. Okay. And if then you my do it in pers- all caps, it only counts as half a character. <laughs> And then my personal favorite, 
starts off with a picture of uh, honey bunches of oats and corn pops in like a pantry and it says my cabinet pick for today was the corn pops maybe next time honey bunches of oats you dumb son of a bitch <laughs> dude you got that's a look inside the sheik's cabinet yeah and he's he's going with the he's going with the pops you said uh, yeah, he took the corn pops. He took the styrofoam. Wow, corn pop! I I like corn pops. Uh, they're a little bland, but you put a little sugar on them. I like I like very Ugh. basic flavors. I don't need a lot of noise in my cereal, no. so I, I I'm in agreement with the sheik. And and I can just hear corn pop stock share price going up. So uh, Iron Sheet giving the free endorsement for corn pops. So go get yourself a go get them in your pantry. What was the other one? Honey bunches of oats. Yeah, honey bunches of oats. If you I want mean, to feel like you're eating a granola bar, yeah, go mm. for it. That's what the sheik is into. It's uh, <laughs> it's more efficient to eat his granola bars in the form of cereal. <laughs> Do you guys remember the cereal bars that it was just a glob of the cereal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. With and like, then that 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 thing they called milk was yeah. like attached to it. <laughs> yep. And we got milk on the bottom. <laughs> we got hard milk. <laughs> they like what do they, they call like, those uh, milk... diabetes sticks? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my god. But they were delicious. The, I think I think they took the milk and they threw it into outer space and then it what it froze into <laughs> is what they put on the side of the granola bar. But it was delicious. Moon oh my rocks. god, pure sugar. Yeah. Oh, the moon is not made of cheese, it's made of sugar. <laughs> it's made of milk. <laughs> this just oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> moon not cheese. Yeah. <laughs> And it shows like a an astronaut with like clearly a couple broken teeth, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> he's like, no guys, it ain't cheese. <laughs> Just real sad about oh, it. Oh my god! Wow. Well, the Iron Sheik endorsing corn pops this week in Sheik tweets. I call you a punk. All right, guys, enough fucking around. It's time to shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free! There you go. I uh, am using Audible, as I know Seth is, and I know Mike V is out there as well this week listening to Ready Player Two, which was just released. Uh, not only on audio, but on, on you know, book as well. Um, but that is out there now. It was released on book. <laughs> on book. So, so if you want to get it on, if you want to get it on, uh, on, on book or on audio, <laughs> then uh, head over and get that. Uh, if you're going to get it on audio, get it on audibletrial.com slash SoCo and you can get it for free. Free! Um, there you go. So if you're a fan, get out there and get that right away. Uh, Mathis Designs, find our good friend Steph uh, if you want to get some stationery, some graphic design, if you want to design your own piece, head over to MathisDesigns.com. Get that piece. Get that piece. Get yourself also a piece of Mike's wood. Head over to Etsy.com. <laughs> <laughs> Etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wed to get your woodworked. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike, indeed. Don't forget to use promo code SoCoShowPod for 10% off. Get all your goodies uh, for the holiday season for your friends over at Mike's. Uh, we say Mike's Wood. Corn Fed and Wed is the actual name of the store. Uh, we have him here in studio here, NPA, over on the Spotify. Uh, now, Nolan, for, for folks who, uh, who are looking for some new music and they're thinking, maybe I got to check out this kid, NPA, uh, what, 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 what would folks, uh, what are maybe some, some types of music that folks who like them should come listen to you? Like, what, what kind of audience do you think is enjoying your sound? 
Oh my god, this is like the one question I have no idea what the answer is, man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not entirely true. Um if you're a fan of like modern Lincoln Park, like kind of the pop stuff, it it's a lot mm-hmm. of inspiration from that. Um which I know probably isn't the best way to sell it because a lot of people aren't a fan of the modern Lincoln Park <laughs> stuff, but um it is similar to that. It's uh, it's got like pop vibes with uh, it, like a hip hop influence, and yeah, <laughs> um, I think the experts might call it indie pop, um, independent pop music. Uh, but yeah, go. lots of lots of upbeat uh, guitars, catchy rel- melodies and riffs, that kind of stuff. And I do some rapping too. I'm a fast talker, so yeah. That was probably the most possible way to sell my music, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I think I think folks should go try it. We've got a link in the spot uh, to the Spotify in the description box. Um, we were just talking. You had mentioned before, "Sleep Till Noon" uh, is, is one of the hot new singles. But then you also put out the dual the dual track. Yeah. Um, the the uh, help me get this right. The King and the Patriot, or the Patriot, uh, the and, Patriot the King. and the King. Yeah. There you go. Talk about that a little bit, because I thought this was an interesting project here. Yeah. Um, well, first, I want to say I, I have a better idea. Instead of me telling you the genre, how about you listen to it, and then you let me know what genre it is, because I don't know. There you I go. have no idea. Help me out. Um, so The Patriot and the King, it's uh, it's pretty different from other stuff that I typically do, which is why I'm kind of talking about Sleep Till Noon a little more. Uh, but it's kind of like this rock hip-hop song I did with a singer from a band called Careful Gaze. Um, they're kind of like a heavy rock band and they're actually from Minneapolis. Um, we wrote the song, I wrote the song in January and the singer from the band, his name is Gabe, real great guy. He actually, uh, lent his voice to the song, uh, cause it required like a really strong rock vocalist and I'm not really that. So, uh, he lent his awesome voice and we basically made this two part song that is from the perspective of an ally to an oppressed group of people. And the timeline there is kind of important to me because I wrote the song in January. And then, as we all know, in May, um, the Black Lives Movement sadly got another push into the spotlight because of the tragedy of George Floyd. And I wish that that you know, stuff wouldn't have to keep making news because it wouldn't happen, you know. but it is and it does. So here we are. And I thought at the time, I was like, okay, so this song was already about like pretty much this exact situation. Um, and I had actually planned to release it in the early summer, but I didn't want to release it in like that time frame. It just felt wrong. Um, so I actually waited until I think it was mid-October. I put it out um, just ahead of the election here to kind of talk about like this, this song is, it's really from my perspective. Uh, it's the allies perspective on like what's going on with these groups. And it's really a metaphor kind of put through, uh, like almost a medieval time period. Like I talk about like arrows and, and like, like almost medieval class warfare, but it's very much about the current state Mm -hmm. of things. And so the Patriot is, uh, it's, it's, it's me rapping about how I'm the son of a patriot um, and like I was brought up to love this land and to love this country that I'm from. But then I started to see like as I grew up, I saw the cracks forming and I saw that um, everything I that I love was actually covered by bloodshed. 
And uh, then it goes into the second song called The King, which is the song that uh, Gabe sings. And it's really just a rallying cry of like, you know, we fought all day. Uh, These are lyrics from the chorus. We fought all the day, but what did it cost them? And the them I'm referring to is, of course, the oppressed or oppressed or any group that's been marginalized like all they are the ones that have been cost the most um mm-hmm. and then it continues oh, we fought all day but we haven't lost yet so it's it's a call to you know keep going keep spreading awareness keep talking about this and uh keep trying to open your heart to maybe something like a line of thinking that you hadn't thought before because um, the song I, I'm, or the people I'm aiming the song at, I used to be one of those people until I uh, opened my eyes and met more people and learned more things about the world that I live in. So, um, yeah, that's uh, not to bring the mood down, but that is The Patriot and the King. It is my most recent release on Spotify, and I would absolutely love if you'd give that a listen. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're looking for the music that I typically do and will continue to put out more regularly, Sleep Till Noon is more representative of that. I like, well, I was just, I, uh, shortly before we got on the podcast, I listened to Sleep Till Noon, and that's just a funky track. Like, I I think it's very different. It, like you said, it's very different from Patriot and the King, which I also really dig. Um, but uh, if if Sleep Till Noon is more the vibe, uh, I think I think you kind of nailed it with that poppy um, it sounds very modern. It sounds like it would come out and be on the radio today. And it's got a, an upbeat vibe, even though it's about kind of a depressing situation. Right. Yeah. Um, it's got a, it's got a dance vibe to it that I really dig that I think folks uh, will enjoy if they go check it out. Well, thanks, man. And I'm glad you like uh, Patreon the King too. Like I said, uh, I, I, I like to make a lot of different kind of stuff. So I guess I, I shouldn't corner myself and say I won't ever do something like that again. Um, but it's not like I have some songs ready to release that they aren't like the Patriot and the King. So, um, Mm -hmm. that's the messaging as it were. There you have it folks. Well, go, go over there, uh, click the Spotify link in the description box. Go, go be a follower of NPA so you can catch all the new tracks, um, as they release over there. Uh, and as we say every week, if you're not getting enough Nolan that way, um, (laughs) then you got to check out room, room 56 studios. So, um, I, I generally kind of just skip through the typical thing I say about Room 56, but I'd love to hear it a little bit more um, since we have both you guys here, um, you know, talk in your own words about uh, about the business, how uh, what your goals are and how it's going uh, in these last few months since you fired it up. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, Basically, the business itself, I've had the idea for a long time. Um, it's named Room 56 because in college I worked in the music lab as like a lab assistant. Um, and it was literally called Room 56 of Music Hall at Iowa State. So that's where I kept the name from that because I, I, that's where I spent a lot of my time like kind of teaching myself new video editing techniques and uh, basically teaching myself how to, how to do all this stuff. So I've had the name for a while, and then a few months ago, I I approached Jared because you know he and I have been friends for a long time, and um, obviously known each other for quite some time as well. And I said, hey, you know, I I left my corporate job earlier this year. I'm looking to do more creative work, and I wanted to start a business. And uh, I was wondering if you wanted to be a part of that because. You know, Jared has done so much work of his own on his YouTube channel, you know, coming on the the show here with you guys. Like, he is doing everything all the time. And I thought that together, you know, we would have a lot of skills to offer and a pretty large and unique network of people to offer them to. Um, 
So put that together, and uh, you have Room 56 Studios that uh, we can tackle pretty much any creative project that you need. Um, Earlier, you mentioned Mathis Designs. I would recommend if you get a graphic design from her, I can animate it. You know, kind of a tag Mm -hmm. team effect there. Um, We specialize in video work. A lot of we have a lot of YouTube knowledge. Uh, We can edit podcasts. I'm an audio engineer. You know, I I made my own the songs that are on Spotify. I made those myself. So, you know, if you got a track that you want to sing, I can I can mix and master that. Um, We oh, and uh, we've even gotten on to uh, doing some video essays on YouTube, which is it's a long form. Uh, content style in which a uh, creator will go pretty in depth about maybe a movie or an album or, or something that they're wanting to share a lot of information about. Um, we've been doing a couple of those for, for some friends of ours and uh, it's been, it's, it's hard work. You know, it, it's not something that if I were the person running the channel, I wouldn't really have the time to spend doing these types of videos. It's, it's very intense work. Um, so I'm happy to step in and, and do that work for, uh, for these creators so that they can focus on creating more content and I can focus on giving them a great product. Um, yeah, Jared, do you have anything to, to add to that? We make stuff. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. We make stuff. I think, I think you're fitting a great um, kind of slot for people because, as you said, a lot of people have the creative ideas and to take the extra step of actually putting it together is something that, like... It's you, super we, hard. We, we, We've talked at length, uh, even just on Jared's channel, about how you had to figure out, oh, I need to learn how to do this so that I can take this idea of mine and put it in the video. I need to learn how to edit it this way. And so to remove that barrier, I think would be very valuable to people who just want to create and create and create and not spend all that time on doing that. So I think it's a great thing you're doing. And I think hopefully um, it means that more good content will be out there and there'll there'll be less of a a barrier like that. I hope so, too. And... uh... I just really like working with people, and I think uh, Jared does too. You know, we like to work on new ideas, new projects, and uh, kind of take different angles of stuff. So this is a great opportunity just to always be doing something different. So the website is Room Fifty Six. Uh, the five six are numeric. Room Fifty Six yep. Studios dot com, and you can click on over there and get in touch with the guys and uh, and chat about what how they can help you take your shit to the next level, make it look like you know what you're doing a little bit. That's so, absolutely uh, right. There you go. Oh, I almost forgot. Waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you do use Room 56 uh, Studios to to generate a podcast of your own, consider putting it out on Anchor. That's where we do ours. Uh, let's cut to a quick ad for the folks over at Anchor. Man, Cody, the master of segues. You know, I, I'm glad you say that, Nolan, because I work really hard on my segues. And... Um, I'm just glad to see that they get recognized because the guys don't don't tend to appreciate them as much as I think they should. Oh my god, that um, was so smooth! I thought you were warm butter. Yeah, well, I, I get that a lot. Um, but you know, uh, speaking of speaking of things being appreciated, uh, a group of people that I that I, a group of people that I appreciate are are anchor wankers. Uh, these are the individuals that have gone out to our anchor page and clicked that support button and are helping us uh, helping us continue to produce the show and continue to help improving the show by contributing to uh, to the show every month. So all of our wankers have gone out there and chosen the amount that's right for them. And we would encourage you to do the same if you want to be a, a real rock star supporter of the show. We have a group of. Um, uh, gosh, our anchor crew just—I want to shout out, shout them all out by name. 
our anchor crew just grew last week because every month during our monthly live show, if we get a new uh, anchor wanker over the course of that month, I will do a shot on the live show. And people apparently like doing that. So we've now grown to 10 monthly supporters. Uh, let's give them a quick shout out. Uh, Tyler V, Mike V, <laughs> Tom M, KCC, Brett M, Jared B, Mackenzie G, Anna S, Farts, and of course, one one of our our new friends that joined us this last week, Dick and Balls, uh, joining our our list of uh, of monthly supporters. So big shout out to all of our anchor wankers for uh, for contributing to the show, helping us keep it going, and helping us keep improving it all the time. Um, if you are not yet an anchor wanker but want to be one, again, hit that anchor link in the description. And if you don't want to be an anchor wanker and just want to keep being a listener, we certainly appreciate that as well. Uh, even just by clicking this very episode, you have helped out the show in some way. So uh, we appreciate y'all doing that and uh, sharing the, the show with friends, helping us grow the party. So appreciate y'all for doing just that. For now, though, let's move on. And uh, we're going to get into a brand new game. I don't even have a sounder for this. I, I did not get a chance to put a sounder together for it. Um so I will have I will place a placeholder sounder in, and I'll try to put uh, I'll try to put a sounder together in the edit. So for our play our for our uh, recording purposes, I'll play one thing, and then maybe we'll replace it with uh, with a better sounder afterwards. So uh, let's get into this new game that doesn't even have a name yet. Um, but it, here here comes the brand new game brought to us uh, brought to us by Nolan. Please show me your dick. So in this new game. <laughs> we are going to um well actually why don't nolan why don't i let you set this up uh sure. while i pull up the the necessaries here yeah um i we could probably workshop a name together here because i didn't really think of one uh like uh, I, I, cody and seth i think are probably the best at coming up with uh catchy segment titles here but <laughs> my idea was uh since you're all i don't know 50 years old or so um, you're probably not super active on TikTok, right? So uh, my thought was, hey, there's actually some funny stuff on TikTok. What if I send you guys the sounds from TikTok and I ask you to either just react to what happened or try to guess what the video is that that sound belongs to? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the game that we're going to be playing. It does uh, does depend a little on which sound um which sound we listen to, whether I'll ask you to just just react to it and talk about it, or if you try to guess what's happening in the video. Uh, so I think I sent you four. I don't know if you want to do all yes. of them. Okay. Um, yep. Dealer's choice. And I don't even, I, they're numbered, but I don't even remember which one's which. So uh, we're just going to okay. have to see what happens. You, you picked a great audience for this. Jared's, Jared's become very familiar with TikTok, especially lately. He's got some shit blowing up over there himself. But uh, Seth and I, not TikTokers ourselves. So, What's um, the TikTok? Hey, what's yeah, that anything that's TikTok up? specific. We're going to sound pretty fucking old uh, in just a second here. What, so. is your, what is your TikTok? It's just J-Buck Studios. You, if you're listening, you should follow it because he, he just broke a thousand followers. And uh, he's had a couple videos that gone like semi-viral. So Jared's killing it fix them, Jared. Fix yeah. those people you broke. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll put I'll put the pieces back together. But no, I I obviously have a little bit more knowledge than you two. So I I'm curious on what you guys will have to react about this or have to say. Um, I'll probably react or guess last just just in case I do know any of them. Yeah, good idea. You're, since you're the hip young one, um, yeah. you can go last. Seth, dust off hip. your fucking cane. There you <laughs> go. Hip. My hip. Here comes. I replaced uh, it in 1993. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll title the segment the oldest guys you know 
uh, talk about TikTok. That'll be the that'll be the thing. So or here, here's yeah. another um, workshop title: is uh, the sounds of the youths. <laughs> the youths. Oh, the youths. The youths. You could get a Schmidt sample wow. for that. Youths. <laughs> There's youths everywhere. Youths. Right. <laughs> Hickory tickory talk. Ooh. Ooh. It's not bad, Seth. It's not bad. All right, here comes our first <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, this is called Secret Sound Number One. Here we go. Kids who are born feet first briefly wear their mother as a hat. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find what? that? I get. Oh, I, <laughs> wow, my TikTok is not like that. I get some pretty pretty weird things on TikTok. So yeah, just a general reaction. I think the reaction of that oh is just unbridled God. laughter. What that was that? Is funny but disgusting. Oh my God. Oh, Never want to think. God, Seth, what do you think of that one? <laughs> I think you covered it. These are what the I'm youths hopeful. are up to. I hope this isn't. Um, I hope there wasn't video to go along with this. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's play it one more time for the folks at home. Kids who are born feet first briefly wear their mother as a hat. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Jesus. He's got a really nice voice, though. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Oof. Uh, no, the that's sound just, is really fun. It's just him playing guitar. There's no uh, disturbing video. But the, the thing with TikTok is you can duet. A video which is like his original video would be him playing but you could make your own video side by side and do your own thing to it so i'm sure there's some disturbing things that people have come up with oh no so think about oh, that when you're alone that. tonight yikes well i was already <laughs> going to but oh man um okay let's let's quickly and move on to sound two that's <laughs> that's exactly my answer to what to mike's question why don't i want to have children because <laughs> I don't, want to, I don't want to picture don't that want, in real life. You don't want your child to wear their, their wife as a, as a hat. I just don't want to see it. I, I, I just stand. I don't even want to take the risk. Just keep it far away. Oh, wow. Oh my god. This is starting off the segment strong. <laughs> that is. That's the reason I don't want kids. I don't want those little bastards wearing my woman as a hat. <laughs> only I do that. Only I. Only I do that. <laughs> Welcome to the hat store, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna wear you. Oh my god, that is so gross. Oh wow. god. Oh my. Okay, go into sound Man, number two. All I can think about is Mr. Clean in the bedroom now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> plug it oh. in. Plug it in. Oof. How do you think the head gets so shiny? Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. It's a Yikes. spit shine, boys. Okay. So far, over on TikTok, apparently these kids are being fucking nasty. <laughs> the uh, funny see, thing is, see what's... I'm pretty sure that guy is like our age that did that video. So, <laughs> take take that as you will. Well, he's still a youth to me. <laughs> um, all right, here comes sound number two. Yeah, check it. <coughs> Stuff my ass. Stuff my ass. Take a handful of stuffing and shove it up my ass. Butter me up. Throw me in the oven. Cook me at 350 for however long it takes. It's, I think it's about 15 minutes per pound. Uh, stuff my ass. Stuff my ass. Gobble, gobble, bitch. 
Is it? Oh, uh, I just, I just a, need of a this last part. Yes, yeah. yes. Album. It is the new Thanksgiving banger from the perspective of a turkey. Oh my god. That is fucking. I haven't seen that, but I could picture that whole gobble, thing. Gobble, gobble, bitch. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I imagine yeah. uh, the the genitalia guy singing that. Yeah, I used to that too, John Lejoie. Yeah, yes. yes. Yeah. Like the sound, his voice, everything. Taco. Very derivative. I thought it sounded that. like um, I thought it sounded like Bo Burnham. Yeah, I could see that. Like a vo- like a voice altered Bo Burnham. Um, I don't know. Wow, I think the turkey wrong. song. So on, I, I identified pretty quick that I thought it was the turkey. Here's my um, uh, when he my... when he said put put butter on me. I thought, whoa, this sounds less like a guy or or a gal uh, wanting their ass stuffed and more like a turkey wanting to get cooked. <laughs> <laughs> so the clues started piling up, and by the end of it, I was pretty sure when he said gobble that it was a turkey. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna what, go ahead and agree with What gave it away? Here. What gave it away? <laughs> My my actual question for the segment here though is, can you name a better Thanksgiving song than that one? Oh, it, it, the Adam Sandler one, right? Mm, that's um, a good one. I like what's it called? Turkey, cause it's good. Thanksgiving. Going, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that that's just it. Thanksgiving song. Yeah. I like turkey with the cranberries. That's my favorite part because I like cranberries. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what you don't? No, I just think that's a weird favorite part of the song. I don't know. What's your, what's your favorite part a, of the song? The whole, the whole song is a fucking joke, and you picked something that's not a joke in the song. And Cody's the stand-up I can comedian. I to it. Yeah, you, I, I know what's funny. Man. Oh, wow. My uh, favorite, to so just, gotta, just, just to tell you, my favorite part is uh, when he says, wrap the turkey up in aluminum foil. My brother likes to masturbate with baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not true unless you're me. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, hear, let's hear the turkey song one more time before we go to number three. Yeah, check it. <laughs> Stuff my ass, stuff my ass, take a handful of stuffing and shove it up my ass, butter me up, throw me in the oven, cook me at 350 for however long it takes, it's, I think it's about 15 minutes per pound. Uh, stuff my ass, stuff my ass. Gobble, gobble, but he like trails off and then comes back to it. That's my I, favorite. I think the best show. part uh, for uh, listeners, Seth was dancing. He just that. turned his camera on. <laughs> Aww, I didn't have it up. That's oh, a, I missed man. it. Damn. Wow. <laughs> gobble, gobble, let's bitch. go on to. Let's go on to uh, now that we got our festive. We've we've covered all of our Thanksgiving bases yeah. now, which is great. Happy Thanksgiving. There you go. Happy Thanksgiving, pilgrims. Let's go to song mm-hmm. uh, sound number three. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Sticking my dick in rotisserie chickens. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. What the fuck is going on in this application? The These kids. <laughs> These kids are crazy. <laughs> kids Damn. say the darndest things. They sure do. Yikes. That's uh well I I gotta tell you it sounds to me like they're gonna get they're gonna do some perform some sex acts on it small chicken. <laughs> it's another Thanksgiving themed one. Oh man. Um, was the idea was the idea to come up with a Thanksgiving song this week? Is that is that what we're getting here? Because must I think be. we've got two candidates. 
I prefer the stuff my ass. Song. <laughs> um, but um, but I do like this one sticking. Uh, it's an ode to the uh, the sound of music. I believe I, I can hear the homage yes. in there. Well, uh, the first line is actually things. from the. It's the exact line. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's why it was sounded so familiar because right. it was exactly the, the same. Line. The Dixon Chicken one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they just stopped Straight early. From sound of music. <laughs> yeah. You didn't. The, the funny part is they removed the context because right after that, in the sound of music, she says, "Not really. That's weird." But if you take that off, <laughs> then yeah. it sounds like she actually wants to dick some chicks, uh, <laughs> some chickens. That is, and um, and I'm wow. doing <laughs> So 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 far, we've had some of the filthiest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so the the context um, of that that video, uh, in 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 its defense, I actually think that sound originates from Vine. I, I do I love Vine. Yeah, I don't think that's a TikTok original, but yeah. the video I saw it on that made me bust out laughing was uh, it was a dude with his uh, Xbox controller and he had his headset plugged in and he was like, "The moment I take my my headphones out, because then you know the chat goes back to the TV, so it plays the first part. He pulls out his headphones and then it's the stick my dick in rotisserie chickens." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty much how that works." Wow. Remember Vine back in our day? That's what <laughs> yeah. we watched our videos on. We loved all had, Vine. All you had was four seconds, and that's all you needed. <laughs> Kids TikTok. these days don't know how good they have it. <laughs> With their fucking 280 characters and their minute-long posts. <laughs> okay, I'm excited for this last one. This last one, I need you to, uh, you're supposed to guess what it is they're talking about. Ooh. Hmm. If it's rotisserie tick guess. chicken, I swear to God. <laughs> I mean, if we're following the theme, it's some sort of some dick in a in a poultry of some sort. <laughs> I'm gonna guess an ornate chandelier. That's what I'm gonna guess they're talking about. Okay, All here right. we go. Hey everybody, have you seen my balls? They're big and salty and brown. If you ever need a quick pick it up, just stick my balls in your mouth. Suck on my chop, it's salty balls. I actually know this one. Yeah, it's South Park. It's South Park, right? Yes, it is. Wow. That is so funky. It's well, so very well yeah. done. The the guy in the video he even dressed up as chef. It, yeah. uh, he dressed up as chef. Oh, that's and dope. They were playing. It was awesome. It was really good. That I'm like bummed that you knew that. it. Of course you. Of course you would though. But yeah, it's definitely the chocolate like a salty balls. Feel. That's yeah. Uh, so, it sounds like it sounds like you just. It sounds like you and John Travolta just walked in and you're getting ready to catch the fever and you hear. You ever need a quick? Just stick my balls in your mouth. That just nothing makes me want. Wait, can that, that be my that, sounder from a, earlier? That's actually <laughs> my balls in your mouth. That's, that's, the that's actually the um, the opening of Saturday Night Beaver. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Saturday Night Beaver. Nice. Wow. Uh, okay, so holy cow! You probably know because you know the context. But what balls is he talking about? What is what are the balls? Isn't it? Um, it's some sort of candy, right? That that yeah. chef has made. Isn't you eat it like sweaty balls? Incorrect. Is it like oh. donut holes or something? Incorrect. Okay, what is it? 
Meatballs. They uh, are his meatballs. Yeah. yeah. Salty brown balls. Yep. Huh. Man, I love I did not know that. All right, so I, I, that's the end of that's the end of all of our sounds. Um, that, that's the end of our sounds. We so still this, need this was a, a proper name. We need to come up with a name. <laughs> hmm. Well, judging by all the testicle-related humor that we had, <laughs> <laughs> we could call it that. Or My game, about, scroll nuts. Beans. Beans. Right? Beans. A lot of like bean that. humor. I like that. Yeah, that's that's Jill Sounder. Oh, that, that is, is Jill yeah. Sounder. Jilly Bean. Yeah, so sh- she'll need a new one. She can have the, um, <laughs> put my balls in your <laughs> That's oh, my, my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> wow. So great stuff this my week. Wife. Nolan bringing us the, uh, the TikTok <laughs> sounds, uh, the mysterious TikTok sounds. TikTok sounds like uh, disgusting, I-, I think. So a uh, so little, I've, bit, I've little a- bit below the age demo-, demo for Seth and I. Uh, I have a question Jared, about that. Jared's a part of this debauchery. Yeah, what, what question? A uh, question about, uh, uh, are you guys still taking voicemails? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we have voicemail. So if I'm not a guest, I may, if it's all right, occasionally send in a new sound through a voicemail. There you go. So that we can play the game oh, yeah. even if I'm not around. That's a really good idea. Yeah, send us some voicemail. And uh, and Nolan, Nolan's going to do this, but you guys out there can do it too. If you send us some audio from a tiktok uh we'll we'll guess it and uh if it's from a jared tiktok then um we'll give you ban it some points <laughs> we'll we'll give you some points because uh, that'll help that'll help us pimp out jared's videos uh, for those who haven't seen them so get your tiktok sounds send them to our voicemail which is over on the anchor page same place you can become an anchor wanker um so might as well do that while you're there there you go wankers and Wanker. uh, yeah so that's going to do it for our, our TikTok challenge brought to you by NPA. Please show me your dick. <laughs> Again, I, I don't know if the sound will have changed by the time the episode goes out, but our, our placeholder sounder is in effect just in case. Um, let's see. With that, let's keep things rolling here. And uh, guys, enough shenanigans. We got to do we got to do some reviews. Uh, that That's what people ultimately come to the SoCo show for. Um, so let's talk about some stuff. And we're going to start in the world of television. Let's hit the TV corner. All right, I think I'm the only one in the TV corner this week. Um, so I want to shout out a show that I've talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, in the past on the SoCo <laughs> show, uh, The Right Stuff, which is on, I'm watching it on Disney Plus. It's a uh, National Geographic production. And this is an eight episode arc. It's about the Mercury 7 astronauts. So these are the first men. Um, American men to train to become astronauts and the show is about um, figuring out which one of them will ultimately be the first man in space uh, because there was some competition between this group of men um, to try to figure out who was going to get that seat on the first shuttle so it's kind of dramatic um, there's a lot of really cool space stuff in here the, the parts of the show that I reacted positively to were um, the way they talked about the mission and and everything focused on getting the guy to space and the important stuff around it, like how they managed PR around it, how they were having to interact with the government, and then the you know the science of putting a fucking guy in space. Um, all those things I thought were really nice. What the show also does to make it a little more palatable, I think, for people who are looking for narrative-driven stories, is that um, they add in... 
Um, and, and I don't know how much is added truly that, that didn't actually happen because this is based on true events. But there's a lot of like um, personal relationship drama that happens. So all of the men involved have their wives back home or their families. And there's a significant amount of drama that comes from that. And then the interactions between the men when they get competitive and things, there's a lot of drama that's sort of drawn from that. And those weren't my favorite parts of the show. I understand why they're necessary, again, to make it more palatable, because otherwise you're just watching a reenactment from a documentary. Um, And so while they added a lot of that stuff that to me felt unnecessary, I think it it will also be what makes it... um, more, like I said, palatable to, to a wider audience. So I, I don't necessarily think that that's a, a down part of the show. It's very well acted. They got a talented group of folks, um, a couple of folks that you've seen in other things, but nobody that you're going to recognize by name, which I think was cool. Um, you're able to believe them in their characters because they're, they're so unknown. And, um, I thought that you could see the budget in this, uh, from the effects they used on the flights, um, to the, the set design and the costume design for all of the, the, the not only the the time because it is a time period piece right it's late 50s early 60s um so what they had to do to get all the nasa stuff right and then all of the general period specific stuff right i thought was really cool it felt like kind of being dropped into that time and getting to live alongside those guys so with the exception to the the what i felt were added dramatic pieces uh, i thought this was really great and it seemed to set itself up for a second season so i'm hopeful that it gets it it's kind of getting middling reviews on rotten tomatoes but i would give it a positive review and say that it's a recommend eight episodes 45 minutes they're all over there on disney plus if you want to check it out again it's the right stuff so uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was a it was a weekly watch for me every every week when it came out. I, I would hurry to it, much like we're doing lately with the Mandalorian. <clears throat> so um, I'm I'm gonna recommend it for folks, especially if you're looking for a reason to bust out your Disney Plus other than Mandalorian. Um, the right stuff is, is a is something that I think is worth your time. So so go check that one out. Uh, Cody, did you see too that uh, midnight tonight they're dropping a Taylor Swift concert thing on Disney Plus? So. You better, uh, oh, dang. better bust it out your Disney Plus for that, too. Yeah, there you go. So in, be- in between old men in the 50s trying to get into a, a, huh? a, a capsule, you can watch Taylor Swift's new stuff, which um, I'm actually very excited for. I did see that news. I am, of course, a Swifty, so I found out pretty quickly today that, that the new album was coming out, and uh, I will be staying up very late to, to watch it, and I'm going to record my reaction and put it up on... No, that's not really going to happen. <laughs> um, but I will probably watch Taylor Swift tomorrow. Because uh, I am a fan of hers, so uh, lots of stuff out there. If you're if you're looking to get into your Disney Plus, uh, Mandalorian isn't isn't uh, quite enough. Then you can uh, watch things like like uh, the right stuff, and of course uh, Taylor Swift's new stuff coming out over there as well. So you got a little bit of stuff from Disney Plus this week in the TV corner. Television. Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Alrighty, let's shift things over from the world of television to that of film. And uh, Seth, it was your week for some homework. Let's see <gasps> how you did on this week's We Missed the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat, You're gonna need a bigger boat. All right, pal. Well, we had uh, we had a list last week that was comprised of three films: Almost Famous, Enemy, and Beetlejuice were on your list. And so I'm going to go ahead and hit the the drum roll and and let the folks at home know what you watched. Uh, 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 Almost famous. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) So, Jared, 
This was a tough decision because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough decision because all three movies I had available to me were free. And you had the the advantage of two things. One, it was um, an hour and 30 minutes. Um, and two, it was Denny Villeneuve and Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. So, I mean, they're, they're, all, the, all the signs were pointing to enemy, all of them. But I played it strategically with the points, and I picked Almost Famous. Mm, okay. <laughs> oh, man, I okay. thought you just liked my recommendation. Fuck. <laughs> so, Cody. <laughs> but I will say... I did love the movie, so yeah, it was a good recommendation. Um, I I mean I didn't really know what it was about going into it. You didn't really I mean you didn't really I don't remember what you said really about it. So I just know it's like I knew it was a movie that everyone it's, it always gets brought up and um, you know so I it's one of those like I've seen a million times scrolling through streaming services and all that stuff, um, but I did really really enjoy it. Um, I, I guess like I mean though for those who don't know it the overall star have you guys all seen it? I have not no, nor have I. Okay, um so yeah the the overall story uh, is this kid, I I for one Cody I was a little confused was he sixteen or was he eighteen like was he gra- he was graduating right? I think he was. I struggle to remember, but I feel like he was definitely a kid. Like he he wasn't like. Uh, he. But there's he a graduation was a, he was ceremony. a child that would like go home to his mom. Maybe he was like a senior, but the the movie That's takes place thinking. over a long period of time. So I think at least right. at the very beginning, but, he's very much like just a high school kid. But I don't I know if he's the, sixteen or eighteen. I think the main chunk of the movie happens like when he's with the band most of the time. So basically, this kid kind of tricks his way into becoming like a rock, a, a rock critic, and he travels with a band um, called Stillwater, which is actually I was reading up about it. It's it's that was a band, but it's not that like they they didn't it's not like a factual thing they kind of like based a lot of people off certain people mm. in the band and certain rock legends and stuff but basically it takes place in the 70s um and so this is kind of like when when rock is really starting to to pick up and you have like led zeppelin and all that stuff coming up um and so he's still waters like this rising band and he um this kid not his name's escaping me um he basically sneaks his way on to be, uh, become a journalist um, for the Rolling Stone and follow this band around. And so this this is, it's a story about like that in the entertainment world, but also about like young, like young love and uh, fatuation for, um, in this case, uh, why is my name, why am I blanking? Um, ac- Kate Hudson. Actress. Kate Hudson, there we go. Um, who, who uh, of course, you know, any anyone who's you know in their in their teenage years, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, is gonna you know be infatuated with with Kate Hudson. But so it's got a, a like a coming of age slash um, young love type situation going on there as well. Um, the the fucking cast is insane in this movie. There's like mm-hmm. so many random people that show up. Uh, Francis McDormand plays his mom. Um, Jimmy Fallon's in this randomly. Zoe Deschanel's in it. Um, Kate Hudson, obviously. Um, there, there's just a whole bunch of people. Uh, Jason Lee. Uh, there's, there's just a ton of people in it. Um, but it's, it's like a. I mean, it's a really good version of all those things I mentioned: coming of age, love story, um, and just like an entertainment, like music rock movie. There's a ton of great music in it, like from that era. So they just plug a bunch of some of the best music in there. 
Uh, there's some cool concert scenes that they do really well. Um, cool dynamic within the band. Uh, about a two-hour movie, but they fit a lot in there over a good amount of time, and it's it. I loved it. So yes, very good recommendation. Um, I, I was certain it was going to be good, but I I, I did. Um, the reason I was pointing towards Jared was obviously those reasons I mentioned, and also I was playing a lot of video games, so I wanted to get another half hour of video games in too. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I did, I did play, I did play it strategically here, and that's that's ultimately what had me choose that. So great recommendation. Hey, I'll take it, and I'm glad that you enjoyed the movie. I figured you would, and and when I when I finally landed on picking it, I thought, duh, this is a Seth movie. It's it's got you know coming of age. By the way, he's 15. Uh, which is younger than I thought he was, too. Really? Um, Why yeah. is he graduating? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but he... Uh, I enjoyed this movie because I think... And, and it, it's one I would definitely recommend to you, Jared, as well. Um, because there is some of that element of, you know, striking out and going for it. And I know that's something that, that you said recently you dig in movies when someone's like, fuck it, I'm going. And um, and he, he kind of does that in a big way in this movie. So I, I really enjoyed Almost Famous, uh, and I'm glad I'm glad that you also enjoyed it. Um, the problem that that leaves us with is that uh, you've now completed your turn. So it is now the turn of the co-host. What's uh, the score? Uh, oh, he wants the score first. Seth is winning, um, and you have you have widened the gap with this strategic move, as, as you Hell put yeah. it. yeah. Seth now leads with seven points. Jared and I now tied with four points apiece. So we are we're right behind. So I've got a chance to draw close um, by hitting a, a potential two point uh, view over this next week. Um, but I need some options. So what have you guys got for the old co-host for me to put in the watch list here? Let's see. You got some time. I know that you have another four days off of work, so you got some time to sink your teeth into something. I really do. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, you never saw Waves, did you? No, I did not. All right, I'm throwing Waves on there. Um, that's waves. the uh, um, well, Kelvin Harrison, who's amazing, um, and then also Sterling K. Brown. Perfect, perfect addition to the cast. Um, amazing actor, and he cries down the middle of his eye like always. Uh, <laughs> um, and that's that has like pretty insane. I, I don't know how it'll translate at home. I haven't watched it at home, but I I know when I watched it in the theater, like it was all very like cinematography was was really like close up, interesting cuts, um, some really good music that they intertwine in there too, um, and a cool like a like like a to z kind of switch in the middle. So. Um. Yeah, waves. Boom! I'm excited for waves. That Calvin Harrison dude. Um, I'm excited for whatever he's doing. So, uh, this 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 will be strongly considered against Jared. What have you got? Um. Ah, oh God, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of blanking on stuff on the list. I I went through some stuff. Have you seen 2005's uh, Brick from Ryan Johnson? You know what? I actually haven't. Because I know um, you've been to that site, right? That I've we, been to the I've been to yes the big uh, oh, I don't even know why it's important, but there's a uh, there's a, a tunnel like yeah. tunnel in the L.A. River in in El Segundo, California. That yeah, I did. So, so this is part of the yeah film. kind of a kind of a mystery noir high school setting. Um, yeah, throw it on your list. 
Well, now, see, now that was strategic too because you involved something that Cody is basically in, you know, because he's 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 going to be like, oh, I was there, I got his, I got. I mean, watch you it, don't. So. You never said uh, there's any rules or anything. Fucking cheat code over there. Appealing to my egocentricity was not against the rules, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for myself, I just looked at something and said that's going to be it, and then I forgot immediately what it was. Mister um, Popper's Penguins. <laughs> It was not that. Um, Burt Wonderstone. Ooh. Uh, I haven't seen that. Bucky Larson, Born a Star. <laughs> oh Bucky <God>. Larson. <laughs> I just remember that um, fucking guy who would do that would like pop up in the corner of like Monday Night Raw or some shit. <laughs> like they'd be promoting it. He'd be like, Bucky Larson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give myself. I'm going to give myself a movie that uh, I almost definitely cut some of that out, so that's going to be confusing as to why we're still giggling. Um, I'm going to give myself a movie. I damn near watched this the other day. Um, Under the Silver Lake. This is uh, Andrew Garfield. I never saw this, and I remember Seth and I got excited for it, and then it, it kept getting moved around, and then eventually, did it end up coming out in theater? Seth, did you see it in theater? I didn't see it at all. Yeah. You never was, saw it. This was one no. I think we all were excited for, and it just kind of disappeared. Yeah, and, it, and now it's out, and uh, I watched a trailer for it the other night, and it has a different tone than I thought it did, and so I'm really excited to see it. I don't know whether or not I'll get to it this week, um, but I've got some great options. So we've got uh, Under the Silver Lake, we've got um, Brick, and of course we also have Waves. <laughs> you just made the list I was trying to talk and find my sounder at the same time that, that's what you were hearing there um, yeah. so those are my movies I need to watch one of those three movies and bring back a review of it next week and uh, so you can hear my choice what movie I chose and uh, how, what I thought of it next week on We Miss the Boat oh I'm on a boat AM. you're gonna need a bigger boat all right, then um, we continue onward, and we've got a couple things to review. So let's jump into some of the newer movies uh, that have come out these past couple weeks. Mom, what do you think? I love it. <laughs> I hated it. Let's start with a movie that Jared reviewed last week, uh, and Seth and I have now caught up. Uh, this is a Hulu movie, and it's called Run. And so this is the story of a young girl who is... Uh, very sickly. Uh, she's she's paralyzed. She has a lot of ailments. Needs to take a lot of medicine, and and uh, is uh, cared for by her mother. And she is about to go to college when she starts noticing some strange things happening around the house, particularly <laughs> as it as it pertains to her care um, that is being administered. And so she starts asking some questions and finding out some things. And that is all that I would venture ever really to say about the plot of the movie, because I think it's one of those that is way more fun to just strap into and go, all right, let's see what happens, because that's exactly what I did based on Jared's recommendation of this last week. And I had a lot of fun with this movie. I think that um, the, 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 the twistiness of the plot here, because, again, what, what you start out thinking the movie is is not what you end up at, and the journey you take to get to the end is very fun, um, and I thought it was, it was nice. Um, the main character uh, was played, I thought, serviceably um, by the young girl who played her, and then 
um, the mom who was, uh, help me out with the name on the mom. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Yeah, I thought she was great. She was unhinged here in certain parts. Um, she plays she creepy was, really well. Mm-hmm. She She's mm-hmm. creepy in sections. And I think if you enjoyed her in um, American Horror Story, I think you're really going to like her here because she's using some of those same things. So for me, Seth, this was a really fun let's see what the fuck is happening type of movie. And I was really pleased with the time I spent with it. It's a tight 90 minutes. So I, I have no complaints. I thought this was a nice watch and I would forward the recommend. But what say you? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's made by the same person who did Searching. Um, and so there, there's some fun little Easter eggs and things like that in there too. Um, we can talk about later. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the same like quick th- kind of like thrill ride that Searching is uh, in a different way. But um I, I, I did really like it. I mean, th- th- there are some some creepy moments that kind of like ooh um, that, ma- <laughs> that make you that make you go like that. Um, which you know, I, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of horror movies like Jared, and I wouldn't classify this as a horror movie. But I prefer when my uh, thrillers are less uh, scary. <laughs> really, so, you thought this was scary, huh? I don't think it was scary. I just there was just some things I was like very creepy, unsettling. Cre- yeah, yeah, and I, and searching never has that. Like searching is just fucking thrill ride from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I prefer searching between the two, um, but I still did really enjoy this. So, um, I agree with both of you. (laughs) This movie stressed me the fuck out though. (laughs) I was just talking to someone recently about that sensation. Tell me if you guys have experienced this where you're in a dream and you're running either to or from something and the sensation of wanting to run faster, but you can't because it's a dream. Are you guys familiar with this? Have you experienced this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's like it's that, and it's it's weird that you can never. I can never place it until I'm out of the dream, and then I realize what it is. But it's that feeling of wanting to move faster, and it, it happens in other horror movies, like when someone's trying to get the door unlocked and they can't, and you're like, oh my god, fucking open it. Like, there's something behind it, and that feeling of like, let's go, let's go, let's go, um, is rampant throughout this. And so, like, if that's something you can't handle or don't handle well, just be warned that, like, you will get fucking stressed out from this movie. Uh, and I think that, you know, that's obviously the, the point here, and it was done to great effect. So I think... If you're looking for a thriller that will truly thrill, um, this uh, this is that, and it's a fun uh, twisty turny movie, <laughs> and it's a bag of chips as well. So, lot to like about Run. Uh, it's getting a lot of play. I think a lot of folks Run. are seeing this on uh, yeah on Hulu. So, if you're a Hulu subscriber or if you have my password, uh, like about half <laughs> of the listeners do, then you can go on there and, and check out Run now. Gets a recommendation from the whole Soco team. Um, Nolan, I, I don't know where you are. Uh, I don't know if you're a horror fan. Does this sound, sound like something that you're going to try to try to reach out and, and check out? Or where are you on, on the spooky films? I'm really not much of a horror guy. Um, probably the scariest movie I've ever seen was uh, the remake of the Fantastic Four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really not a horror movie fan, though. Um, I've seen a couple, like, popular horror films and uh you know they're fine they scare me and i feel uncomfortable and that's all fine but i find a lot of them just aren't like they don't really interest me that much thriller if Mm. it's a if it's more of a thriller aspect i might be more interested in it which it sounds like this is a thrilling movie it it indeed is so uh i would i would give this the recommend for folks who are into the thriller genre um so the film is run go check it out on hulu now 
And we turn now to right. Jared, who has a film. Uh, this is another film I, I don't know anything about the plot of, but it sounds like what Seth and I call our fun alone time. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I uh, actually Nolan watched this with my uh, with myself as well, so um, he can chime in his thoughts. But this movie is um, from Sabin Films, I think. What the, the Power Rangers? They the mm-hmm. same uh, Sabin. Sabin. There we go. Thank you. Um, and it's called Buddy Games, and I was. I, honestly, I didn't know much about this, but basically, this this story is you know a group of friends. They've been friends for literally their whole lives, and every summer they go up to kind of their cabin or like uh, one of their relatives' cabins, and they do this thing called the buddy games. Essentially, it's beer Olympics. So they go up with their uh, you know themselves, but as time has progressed, you know they have families, they have wives, they have kids, and everything. But it's always them competing in these games, and every year someone different wins. Um, however, something happens at one of the most recent games and then they all sort of drift away into life and they haven't seen each other for five years. Then they come back together because some event amongst the friend group leads them to come back together to compete in another buddy games for $150,000. So you can find out, so you can find out how that is very kind of interesting of like, oh, okay, all these friends used to be close knit, go off. They're completely different people, but they still have that kind of core to them. And that's kind of the best part of this, the chemistry, the camaraderie amongst these uh, dudes and whatnot, but also the shenanigan-filled like weekend of, you know, you're going to up to a cabin with your friends, you're going to drink, and you're going to be pulling pranks and all of these things. And it's not like these hurtful pranks. It's very much like you meant love in the prank, even though it may be like one of the grossest things ever to have happen to you. Um... So I kind of like that feel of, you know, a weekend of drinking, hanging out with your friends and whatnot. But um, the performances, I wouldn't say are anywhere like, you know, it's it's Beer Olympics. So you're wanting friends that are going to be able to like hang out with each other. You're not looking for, you know, award worthy performances. And I think the way uh, Josh Dumel, he's kind of the main lead who also directed the film. I think he was able to get together a group of people that work perfectly off of one another where you have uh josh dumel you have Dak shepherd you have nick schwartzen you have this guy dan Bachdell, and a couple other people and they all it, it's an odd group of people that work really well together um unfortunately there's kind of some you know side stories here or there that don't really equate to that much it's it's basically the core of these friends come back together they get drunk they do ridiculous things and it's very gross and gru or not gruesome but uh i don't know what word i'm looking for uh raunchy i yeah, guess th- there's very definitely raunchy. gross out humor in yeah it. oh what no one would you think of it uh i agree with pretty much everything you said um while the performances aren't like anything to write home about there it's a very believable group of people um you get the sense that they've known each other for a long time and they care about each other the way that friends do so it's it's a movie about friendship and that's really nice um i personally am someone who i love playing drinking games like if i am going to drink my preferred method to do that is to play a game uh, i just think it's fun and engaging i'm not even overly competitive by nature i just think it's fun to like have a a task or goal um so the the games that they play the game like the games they come up with for the buddy games are pretty inventive uh you know you haven't really seen a lot of it in movies before and uh like at at one point this won't really spoil much to say that they have to uh 
basically they chug a bottle of laxative (laughs) and they have to they have to complete a series of tasks in a bar before the laxative (laughs) takes effect and it's very comical it's really funny it's shifting between each of them and obviously they're each a different personality and they're each taking a different approach but it is just common like comical it's it's really it's well done it's i thought it was very creative very unique um you know, I did think that the the plot kind of it didn't really stick the landing for me. Um, in the end, it, some things kind of wrapped up weirdly, and I was like, "Oh, okay." But I, I don't know that this movie's plot is really the selling point of the movie. It's more of like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch uh, a funny film with my buddies, and it's a film about a guy and his buddies." And I will say it was very smart to put that huge financial reward on it because it does make it more believable that they would do these absolutely ridiculous things for the money because it's 150 grand and certain members of the group could really stand to, to use that money um, and, and certain members of the group not so much. And so, you know, that is reflected in the performances and in their um, performance in the game. So, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was really fun. That sounds like a sounds like a nice time. Seth uh, James Roday is in this, and also Sheamus from WWE. Oh, this yeah. is, uh, yeah, I guess, what? this is in part a WWE production. Um, their huh. the production company is attached as well. So um, it is a very interesting cast of people, and I can see it seems like a weird list: Josh Dumal, Jensen Eccles. Uh, Dak Shepard, Nick Swartz, and James Roday, and Sheamus, and Kevin Dillon, <laughs> but. but I can see how they could make a cool group of guys. Um, That's the thing. It, is like, a, it, it feels more natural almost that they are kind of like yeah. weird and different. Because when I was watching it, there's definitely like uh, grown ups vibes because it's a similar plot of like friends go to a cabin every year and meet up. Uh, but the thing with grown ups is that like Adam Sandler, he has his little cast of friends and they all have like the same style of humor. All these guys mm-hmm. kind of bring something different to the table and all their performances. Like one character wouldn't make a joke that another would, you know, uh, where in something like Grown Ups, any one of them could make any of the jokes, you know? Yeah, it, it seems like the jokes are all coming from the same place in Grown Ups. Right. Um, I could see that. I could see that. Um, so this new one is called Buddy Games. Uh, check it out if you want a, a raunchy bro comedy uh, with some uh, some reuniting dudes going after 150000 Or if you're just looking to wet your Josh Dumal thirst, if you haven't seen him since Win a Date with Tad Hamilton, then uh, you get another chance. <laughs> or you should watch it if you uh, like pina games. coladas. Oh. That is, there you go. If you like pina coladas, it, which that I comes do. up in the movie. Uh, is it going to ruin pina coladas? Don't tell me. Um, but I do like pina coladas. Um, they have a Komodo see. dragon in it too. If you need any more reason to watch this movie, <laughs> Ugh, I do like Komodo dragons. They used to be my favorite animal. <laughs> really, so cool. Yep, they used to be my favorite animal. Now my favorite animal is Seth. <laughs> and I know you've got, I know you've got another movie here for us. Um, all I know is that it has Margot Robbie. Uh, so tell us about. And what else this do one. you know about it? I I. I'm told she appears nude. (laughs) Maybe you can tell us. Yeah, and I wasn't the one who brought that up, by the way. You two pervs brought it up. (laughs) Yeah, Nolan. Ugh. My bad, guys. Yes, it's called Dreamland, which is the second movie on on, uh, VOD that I watched in the last few weeks that has land. It's a 
It's a put together Jungle Land and Dreamland. Man, you're going for the trilogy, um, huh? Yeah. Um, if Jungle Dreams comes out next week, you'll be able to hit the triangle. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what was that too high level for you guys? I thought that was pretty in line. <laughs> Stand-up comedian Cody Michaels, everybody. Yeah, I'll just back away slowly. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Dreamland, yes, it does, does star Margot Robbie. Um, takes place in the uh, 1930s, I think, at the Great Depression time. Um, or is it before that? Was that like the... Was that around that time? When was the Great 29. Depression? 29 okay. was, I think, the start Okay, the so, was right. so early 30s. 30s. Yeah. Um, takes place in Texas. So also around that time, there was the, you know, whole like drought and um, like dust storms and all that stuff going on. So uh, which only added to the Great Depression. But anyway, Margot Robbie um, plays. She's a, a bank robber who is being accused of also uh, killing someone. So she's on the run and uh, she ends up in a um like a barn that it's not being used because there's no farming and stuff. Um, and the barn is owned by, um, a family and a, a kid. Uh, he's like a teenage boy named Eugene. Um, and I'm not going to say any actors names because literally the only person that, you know, is Margot Robbie in this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, his name's Eugene. He, he discovers her and she essentially says, Hey, um, if you help me out, get me a car. Um, I'll give you, tw- I'll, I'll, basically rob another bank and give you twenty thousand dollars um and which back then 30s and all you know the great depression's going on and all that stuff that's like life-changing at that point um and so he agrees to help her as they start to interact more and more um he starts to fall for her and so that the movie is essentially about that where like this teenage kid has fallen for this bank robber (laughs) but and trying to help her out and and get her um, get her to um ultimately she needs a car to go to mexico so that's what he's trying to do is help her get to mexico um i thought i I thought it was an interesting movie it's not something i've ever seen before really so i thought it was kind of a cool premise um margot robbie's great as always um she's uh of course like cody said she is nude but that's not what she brings to the table she brings supreme acting skills she's an oscar nominated actress so cody and jared get your get your facts straight Nolan, you're a good well, guy. Oh, thanks, Seth. <laughs> yeah, right when he motions two breasts, it's like he... Uh, Those are her talents. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's what he did. Wow. There's no camera, people. I uh, plead the fifth. Yeah. Just because we pointed that out doesn't mean we think it's her only contribution. Seth, you trying to win over the feminine audience to your side? <laughs> I won't have yeah, had the feminine audience. Way to dumb down a compl- the complexity of the female forms to only her body. <laughs> yeah. You already have the sexy voice, Seth. You can't always. You can't also be the feminist one. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> Say Susan B. Anthony in your sexy voice. Susan B. Anthony. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Ooh. I am the queen. Man, is, it's like opening up a dishwasher halfway through. <laughs> oh yeah. Just hot steam. All the ladies out there, are like, please show me your dick. <laughs> Wow, your stock is on the rise, my friend. Okay, anyway, the movie. <laughs> Movie's good. Um, that's all I got. No, I, I did enjoy it. Um, again, interesting type of movie I've never really seen before. Um, Margot Robbie's good. Um, 
only about it's like an hour 40 so it's not super long um again it's not something i tell anyone to go out and buy or rent or anything just if it's on vod or hbo or any of that that you have check it out it's worth watching um but it's not uh, i don't think it'll be like an oscar contender or anything like that so um is she is she playing american here yes she is which i again i thought was weird that because it's like an indie movie there's not like a studio like a big studio attached to it and so i and I, I, there's a ton of like Australian actresses recently who've been doing like movies in Australia and putting them out on VOD and stuff. Um, so I kind of thought, oh, maybe that that's what the case would be here. But no, it's yeah, it takes place in Texas. It's American movie. All the actors are other than her, I guess, are probably <laughs> from America. So yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Hmm. I kind of I feel like she does a pretty solid American. Um, yeah. Like if you if you hadn't seen her in interviews, you might not know. Because yeah. you know she's so popular for Harley Quinn, which is its own specific accent. But and you were you were pretty convinced by her as an American. There wasn't any hangups for you. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, she does like a she kind of because it takes place in Texas. She kind of has like a southern draw. Mm. So you know it, it, that kind of helps um, with some of the, the Australian accent, I think. But overall, I think she does she's a, she does a good job with accents in general. Um, even if she is doing a whiny girl and and. Uh, Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn and all that stuff. Well, the um, Harley Quinn and the No Good, Terrible, Very Bad Day. Is that the <laughs> Birds of Prey subtitle? Um, yeah. This is called Dreamland. And remind folks again, Seth, where they can see this now? Um, MySpace video. <laughs> okay, MySpace video. Uh, right after you're done watching Soldier Boy Tell Them, you can watch... Uh, <laughs> Dreamland featuring Margot Robbie uh, as well as Buddy Games which is now available out there so you can check that out with Josh Dumal from Win a Date with Tad Hamilton and uh, <laughs> and if you're if you're looking to be thrilled check out Run on Hulu and that's going to do it Run. for the reviews this week Mom what do you think? I love it I hated it all right, folks well we are we're just about done with episode 171 of the SoCo Show but before we go you know we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I, I, I couldn't decide between two one more things, and so I'm just going to do them both because I can. That's um, two. So my first is I, I ran through a handful of Jared recommendations uh, this past few days while I've been on vacation time. So I've I've been watching a little bit of uh, well, Run was on the list, and then I watched Run. some episodes of Auntie Donna's House of Fun. Dude, I am so excited! I want to hear what you thought. Dude, I I haven't finished it yet, but it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I am I am laughing so hard at like most of the sketches are like the funniest thing I've I, and I can't even I can't even tell you like a specific example because I've been watching it like late at night but I'll probably put on an episode after we're done here it is just so goddamn funny like they take things I love when a sketch show um when I think I know what's about to happen and then they hit you with something even more absurd than what you thought was going to happen and this show does just that like you never at least from what I can recall you never know what's about to happen. And then you're always surprised by the thing that does happen. And it's always hilarious. Like, I'm sure there's some skets, some sketches that missed. But all the ones that I was seeing in the first couple episodes, at least, I was laughing so fucking hard. So I'm excited to go back to this because I'm <laughs> loving the Antidona thing. Um, Yeah, the dishwasher bit and also Ed Helms, like, they're so ridiculous. 
Oh my god, yes. He's they they try I don't want to give the whole thing away, but they they do some play around with his name uh in one of the early sketches with him in it and it's fucking so funny. Oh, those guys are hilarious. <laughs> Um, so I would I would forward the recommend on Auntie Donna's House of Fun uh, as well as Run. So I, I caught a couple things from this weekend. But then I, I wanted to point you guys. Did you see? Did you hear about the monolith being discovered out in the desert? Yeah, I just read about this it is, today. This Uh-oh. is fucking awesome. So this this happened just today. Um, apparently, a research team was helicoptering over some desert area. I believe in the western United States, maybe in Utah. Utah. Yeah, and um, they saw from the sky a monolith just out there in the middle of fucking nowhere, and not in like not like a, not like twenty yards off the tourist path at a at a at a national park, like hundreds of miles from anything. Um, they find this this monolith, and a monolith, if you don't know, is just um, it's like a a, a tall, it's like a rectangle that's standing up on its on it, and so it's tall. It's like a tribute um, to Bill Clinton. <laughs> exactly like that. Yes. Um, so it's so it's like um, like if you took a book and sat it upright, it's that's a monolith. And so this thing was was a single piece, and it's uh, some sort of metal, and it's just out there in the middle of nowhere, which might ring some bells for you because it's that's how the beginning of. 2001 a space odyssey starts Mm -hmm. is with the mysterious appearance of this monolith in the desert and it gets discovered by these gorillas and there's a whole there's a bunch of philosophy and stuff about what the monolith is but um the the running theory right now is that some artist snuck way the fuck out there and put it there um but they have they don't they don't they're unable to prove that as of the time i read the story but i thought that if if it's an artist that's fucking awesome that they spent that much time doing that thing and if it's not then it's a highly mysterious occurrence that i'm curious about so um i thought that was a really kick-ass story that i I wanted to make sure people saw so i will link to this and maybe there will be updates by the time we post the podcast but i thought that was like that's the type of news that i (laughs) want the internet for like that's kind of shit that i want to find out from the internet or someone presses the wrong fucking side of the yeah. thing, and we all get vaporized, and then there's no podcast that comes out. But at <laughs> yeah, least this finally is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no, true. Oh, the big gone. sleep might be coming for us all. You know what? Though I, I was as you were telling that story, I was thinking, you know what? 2020 might not be the year to mess with it. How about yeah. we just leave it alone? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, don't touch it until January. <laughs> yeah, try yeah. again next year. Yeah, no, I saw. If I, we request, go ahead. I say if we're requesting requesting crazy shit for movies, I hope the State Puff Marshmallow Man shows up here eventually. <laughs> All right, well, would you eat him, or just or do you think you could just take him? I just ride him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man, Seth is having okay. a good time tonight. Wow, wow, he indeed. would just ride him. Hey, I get it. I just get it. Ride him. Um, I guess uh, uh, my one more thing is um, a little bit more uh, self-promotion. A few weeks ago, I had done, you know, the Scream 1 and 2 first watch and reaction kind of commentary videos, and I was getting a lot of hate on them um, because apparently I wasn't doing them correctly. Um, (laughs) I finally got my uh, kind of ducks in a row, finished out Scream 3 and posted it, and surprisingly, 97% of the people, I guess, watching it are are giving it glowing reviews. So apparently I'm pleasing you, but also I am uh, 
I'm proud of this one, actually, because I spent a lot of time on it, a lot of kind of inside jokes, while also, um, I guess, in the back of my mind, taking all of the hate and using it as kind of actual criticism, um, even though they didn't package it in that form. So um, all the people, you can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Eat shit, trolls. Scream 3 is now out, and, and from what I'm told... Jared, I, I don't mean to give too much away, but Scream 4 is, is on the way. Yeah, I just have to edit it. I uh, I watched it, um, upload it. Like, it's it's in the process. So hopefully, um, depending on how the holidays go this week, maybe this week. Otherwise, it'll be uh, early next week. Well, there you go. Scream 3 out now. Scream 4 coming soon. Make sure you catch the whole series over on the J-Buck Studios YouTube channel. I know I got a button for that here somewhere. At Jared Buckendall. There you go. Boom. Seth, what's uh, what do you got for us this week? One more thing. Uh, well, you already mentioned Ready Player Two earlier in Audible, um, and so I signed back up for Audible. I'd been away for a little bit, and they gave a, a nice little promotion uh, where they're doing two credits for and a 30-day free trial for coming back. So I did that, and I used my second credit on the Barack Obama book, uh, Barack Obama book, um, A Promised Land, which yeah. he also reads. Um, so th- that that was the deciding factor. I'm like, if it was read by someone else, I'd maybe skip out on it for now. But Brock reads it, so um, and and you know, just hearing that guy talk is always brings a smile to my face. So uh, it's 30 hours, and he's that's just volume one apparently. So um, he's got another one coming out. Uh, I don't know when, but um, and it's just about his entire presidency. And um, there's a nice little. Um, Nice little intro he writes to, kind of talking a little bit about what's going on now. Uh, he wrote it in August, um, and then it goes into after that, just you know him, him starting off with his presidency from day one moving forward. So um, super interesting. Um, obviously, Brock is you know the man, so you got to hear about anything that that he uh, you know talks about or writes or anything like that. So excited to keep listening to it. Um, got a couple audio books. I got about uh, fifty hours of entertainment here, so. I need I need to get going on the audiobooks. There you go. Audibletrial.com slash SoCo to get them for yourself. That's a good stuff. I uh, I got this myself, and I ordered it thinking I'll order it, and then I'll read the whole thing during this vacation week that I have. And then I found out it's 700 pages. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so... And that's volume one. Yeah, I will, not be, I will not be reading the entire thing, but it is a great hardcover book I, I i've recently like very recently the last couple of weeks gotten into buying hardcover books i've been buying more of them um and it's i i buy the hardcover books so that i can display them like i, I i'm well aware that that's why i want to look like a smart guy that reads books so i'm going to display them and it's yeah, a you it's read a, a lot good of looking stuff book. on book yeah i yeah i get a lot of things on book <laughs> and so um and so I want to display them and it's just it's a good looking it's a good looking hardcover book that will make you look smart. So e- even if for no other reason if you want to get the audio so you can hear Barry read it do that. But it's also an attractive hardcover so I would I would add that Seth to your endorsement. Nolan, what do you got for us? You got one more thing? Um can I do two quickly? I I and Cody did I don't two. know. But, the guy that runs this thing is pretty pretty fucking anal about the rules. So yeah, I'm Seth sure. is uh, pretty pretty strict. Mm-hmm. I'd say try it, <laughs> and then if you're struck by lightning, you'll know you did something wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so I just I just wanted to give two quick reviews on two video games that came out recently. So uh, everyone else here are real big into movies, and uh, I have, I do love movies too, but I find myself more drawn to uh, video games. 
So there's two games that came out recently, and the first one I wanted to talk about was Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Fuck yeah. Uh, this game is absolutely fantastic, and I loved pretty much every part of it. So um, if you don't know, Crash Bandicoot is a character that came out with the PlayStation 1 way back in, I think, 1996, 1995 or 96. Um, they pretty much made him as like a response to like mario they wanted like a mascot for playstation um so naughty dog which has gone on to develop other uh, amazing playstation video games uh but naughty dog created crash bandicoot they made three games in the late 90s and they are fantastic little platformer games well crash saw like a bunch of sequels and stuff in like the early to mid 2000s but none of them really like captured the magic of the original they all kind of they started to try to do a bunch of new things and uh kind of lost its luster so um a lot of people really kind of considered like the last real crash game we ever really got was crash bandicoot 3 which i think came out in 1999 so new developer toys for bob went ahead and uh now that they have the the property they made crash bandicoot 4 the official follow-up to crash bandicoot 3 and they're kind of making all the other games not canon anymore. It's kind of like it never happened. And the title "It's About Time" is it's a it's it's a play on words because it's about time that we got a proper follow up. But also the game deals with like interdimensional time travel and stuff like that. Um, so you know, gets points for me for actually being a pretty well thought out pun there. The game itself uh, does everything that the old Crash games do so well. They have really great platforming, good little puzzles, timing-based challenges, uh, and, and everything that people loved about the original games is very much present in this one. So that's a huge, huge plus because so many other people have failed to capture that magic. Um, and furthermore, just the sheer amount of content you get in the game, it, it's pretty astounding. Because the old games, you know, PlayStation 1 games are really short by nature. You could pretty mm -hmm. much beat most games in like two to three hours. Um, and I am I would consider myself to be pretty good at Crash. I grew up playing these games. That's why I care so much about it. And I can beat the original ones, like all three of them, in over two days. This one took me, I don't know, five or six days to get through. Um, I think there's 50 levels, and then each level has like an inverted mode where it mirrors the level and puts other visual effects with it. Um, one of the inverted ones, it puts the whole level underwater, so all the physics are different. Like it's crazy mm. detailed. Uh, you go through all, a bunch of different worlds, and there's a bunch of different bonus levels and uh, secret levels. And uh, my goodness, there's so much content in this game. Uh, the art direction is fantastic. The controls are fantastic. And the soundtrack is really a standout uh, as well. There's one particular level where you play in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Hmm. And hmm. Uh, the the elements, you know, crash when you jump through the platform. There's enemies that you have to avoid. And when you hit certain platforms and stuff, it has musical cues that play along with the soundtrack. Uh, so I was really hmm. just floored by that, like how much attention to detail there was and it's playing this big jazz number too so it was really really great so huge recommend for crash Bandicoot. great way to play some very nostalgic feeling old school uh video games and uh the developer oh, I, I will say one thing it's it's much harder than the original games it's a steep difficulty curve even from the first uh, the very first level so the developers made a new modern mode because in the old games you'd have like lives and if you ran out of lives you'd 
game over and start you know we're all familiar with that this one gives you modern mode um as well as retro mode so in retro mode you can play with lives like you used to modern mode it just counts your deaths in a level so it's a little more forgiving uh especially if you don't want like cuphead level difficulty in some of your in some of your sequences and i'll tell you some of those levels rival cuphead in difficulty easily i mean it, it, it's challenging toward the end but once you overcome that challenge it feels real good mm-hmm. um okay so that's my plug for crash bandicoot 4 and then i'll also uh this one will be shorter uh assassin's creed valhalla recently came out and i just wanted to throw it out there that this game um is really 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 fun it's uh you're playing in medieval england uh well pre-medieval it's viking it's viking england you start off in norway uh you quickly find yourself sailing down to england and the game pretty much revolves around you wanting to set up a kingdom and your clan in england so the bulk of the game is you're striking out to make alliances with other small kingdoms around england itself um, the world is gorgeous, beautifully detailed. Uh, the combat, uh, I've, I've seen some criticisms of it, but I think it, it does very well at having just an open RPG-style combat. I will say I know it's not as good as something as like Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, did I say that right? Is that it? Tsushima? Close enough. Tsushima. 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 Shushi. Um, yeah. It's, it's, so it's not as good as that. It's not as like in-depth, but um, it has good weight to it. You can dual-wield like, axes and just go to town on people. Um, and, and I got to say, it really sh- it nails the whole Viking vibe that it's going for. Um, it, it's, it's really immersive, and it's just really fun. I will say uh, there are quite a few bugs. I think those will get ironed out in the coming months. It is disappointing uh how many games launch that have just tons of bugs in them um which is another point in crash bandicoot 4's favor because it had virtually nothing wrong with it when it came out nice um but valhalla is a huge game i've already played it for 40 hours and i feel like i'm not even started yet um there's just Hmm. so much to do and also in sometimes in big rpg games like that like open world games like the witcher uh like your map can just feel overrun with quests and stuff um, it, it can kind of feel daunting like there's so much to do and sometimes you have to grind and level up your character before you can like continue in the story and whatnot and that is uh, very skillfully dealt with in this game they basically scale enemy difficulty with you so you can pretty much just play the, only the main story missions if you want um, or you can explore the world and you find side quests that they're just called world events now where um they don't even like put objectives on your screen or anything. You just walk up to people, they tell you what to do, and you go and do that thing. The the good thing about that is it feels really cool. Like it feels like you've actually happened upon some people and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, giving you an objective. The bad thing is if you didn't pay attention to the dialogue, uh, you're probably gonna have to look up a guide or something online to figure out what to do because it doesn't give you objectives. Um so it's a very natural feeling thing, but it's also easy to miss if you're not like paying attention. Like some, if you're like me, sometimes I, I respond to text and something in games like that when when the dialogue goes on a side quest because I didn't really care. Uh, but like one quest had me chasing a cat around a town uh, that had broke out of his owner's house, and that I was chasing this damn thing around, and everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta catch! Like he's he's my dad's cat. My dad's been away for so long, and uh, you gotta get him back." And then I finally catch him, and I pick him up, and the kid that that's running with me is like, "Oh, he seems to like you. Like he hasn't liked anyone since my dad left." And that was like, you know, two summers ago. And I also I love how they call everything summers and winters. It's not years, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but 
Yeah, so basically he's like, well, you know, this cat really seems to like you, so you know, why don't you just keep it? And I was like, dope. So now on my little Viking longship, I have a freaking cat sitting at the helm. Nice. I'm like, that's my Viking cat, yo. That is awesome. So, um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of attention to detail. Very fun game. Highly recommend if you're into that kind of a thing. Boom. There you go. We ought to have you on to do games every now and then because we uh, we don't I, I don't get to play as many. I guess the guys have been playing Ghost of Tsushima and um, uh, Seth is doing Miles Morales game. But glad to hear that some of these that uh, I was looking forward to Crash Bandicoot and I had forgotten it was coming out because I was so pissed I haven't gotten a PlayStation yet. <laughs> so I may actually I may make Crash Bandicoot part of what's left of, of this extended vacation that I'm on. But um Excited to hear also. Did you know, Nolan, that you can um, find and wield Mjolnir yes, in I did Valhalla? Know yes. I saw a video about that online. It looked fucking cool. You can also get Excalibur. Um, and oh, you also can get um, you can get uh, Thor's like armor set. So uh, another thing in, in these loot-based games is, uh, especially with the last entry, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you were constantly getting like loot, like you'd pick it up off every enemy, almost to the point where it was just annoying because you'd be <laughs> carrying so much with you. Uh, this game handles that by stashing loot in like secret chest locations um, that usually you have to kind of do a little puzzle or something to get into. Um, some are better than others, but that's how you find like big loot and new weapons. So you don't have to constantly like try to find new weapons that are more powerful. Your weapons scale with you. Uh, which is really nice. And so, yeah, you can find Milnir. And I'll, I'll also add that there is um, basically within this game, there's a whole nother mini like game that's in Asgard. You get to play in oh, Asgard wow. and fight trolls and stuff. And it's, it's absolutely mind blowingly gorgeous. It is amazing. Um, I pro I played in Asgard probably for five or six hours and it booted me back to like the main game. Cause, uh, and I was like, Oh my God, like there's so much content just in Asgard. And I, I know one of the complaints about Miles Morales was that it was somewhat short. And uh, someone who beat the Valhalla already said that there's more content in Asgard, like story-wise, than there is in all of Miles Morales. And that's just like a, a little part of the rest of Valhalla. And so I think that's pretty impressive, um, all things considered. Wow. Damn. Assassin's Creed, they keep cranking it up. People are into those. Also, if um, you're someone who is like, oh, I liked the old games better because you actually get to go around assassinating people. I understand your I understand it, but go play the old game then. It's still there. No one's gonna take it from you. Go play Assassin's Creed <laughs> 2 and be Ezio. The new ones are treating the world environments much better and it's much more in depth than the old ones. That's my take on that. I, I'm actually one of those guys. I, I liked the old ones and I didn't get on board for some of the later stuff. But I did I tried the Egypt based one for Origins. a few hours and I liked that one. Yeah, that one was cool. Um, yeah, I um, So Valhalla. Valhalla's good. Yes. There you have it. Valhalla, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla out now. You can grab that as well as Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time, uh, which I'm going to be grabbing. So uh, check those out this week. Uh, those are from the video game section. I don't I don't think we still have our video game sounder. I'd play it for you, Nolan. Um, but uh, beep, boop, go beep, over boop. and check it. There you go. Check out the uh, Scream 3 is out now on the J-Buck Studios channel. Scream 4 is upcoming. Uh, check out your Audible subscription. You can get uh, Ready Player Two as well as Barack Obama's A Promised Land out now. And uh, keep an eye on that fucking monolith because uh, that, that sounds like that's gonna be something that we need to be aware of. So that, that all that is going to be our one more thing. But I'm down to one more. One more.
Crossing. That's going to do it for episode <laughs> 171 of the SoCo Show. We want to thank you all for spending time with us again this week. Uh, big shouts out to all of our sponsors. Make sure you click on their links in the description box. And big shouts out as well to our anchor wankers. Uh, we, we certainly appreciate y'all and, and not only our anchor wankers, but also uh, those of you who have listened to this episode and especially those who are sharing it with friends, helping us grow the audience. Um, so our next live show is going to be next month, uh, December 17th. It's a Thursday, 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time. We'll be back with you again. Uh, maybe talk a little holiday stuff. I guess it'll be about Christmas time, um, but all sorts of goodness yet to come on that live episode. So make sure you bookmark that on your calendar, but we are still coming at you every week. Uh, Want to give a big shout out to our guest this week, NPA, a.k.a. Nolan. Nolan, thanks for joining the show. Thanks so much. I did have one other, uh, uh, like, I don't know if it's a challenge, but uh, do you know how many anchor wankers you currently have? Wanker. We have 10, 10 today. Okay. So if you're listening right now, Consider becoming an anchor wanker because I'll do, uh, let's say, when you guys hit 25 wanker. anchor wankers, I'll debut a new song wanker. on the podcast. Ooh. Oh, shit. Just for you. I guys. want that so bad. I want that so bad because ring, my ring, other. Ring. There are a couple things uh, that I've, that like, as a host of a show, I, I want to be able to do. One is to, is to introduce a clip. Or, or ask a guest to introduce a clip, and the other is to say we have the exclusive premiere of, and uh, so this will be so it. Get get us there. Yes, twenty five wankers help us grow the the group to twenty five, so that NPA will debut uh, a new song of his right here on the show. I think that'd be an awesome thing to do. Although this does have a time limit, if you don't do it by this time next year, there's a lot of time. But if it doesn't happen, then Cody, you have to make a song for me. Ooh, Ooh. you have one year. Okay. <laughs> It sounds like we're gonna win either way. We're either gonna get the greatest, we're either gonna get the greatest R and B song of all time, or we'll get to, um, or we'll get to debut uh, the, probably the greatest uh, whatever Nolan genre is song of all time. We'll get debuted right here on the Soko show. So either way, it's gonna be uh, Soko at the top of the charts. So I feel excited about it. Um, Nolan, anything, uh, anything out there that you'd like to pimp? Uh, I, I guess folks can go uh, check you out at Room 56 and, and on Spotify. Um, anything else by way of promotion that you want to leave the good folks at home with? Well, can I pimp Jared? Hey, you absolutely can. Um, Jared, go make me some money. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, um, if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed to J Buck Studios on YouTube, you are a fool because you are missing out on the party and also follow Jared on TikTok because he's killing it and secrets secret secret I am uh, attempting to help him with some of the content that he's making so um, I feel personal pride when it <laughs> when it does well as well so do that for us do it for Jared and uh, do it for the gram something that I <laughs> <laughs> yeah do it for the gram Something that I've noticed that you guys don't do often enough is just ask your listeners to share the podcast. So I'll do that for you. Um, there you go. I, SoCo Show listeners, I mean, these guys put in a lot of a lot of work and a lot of effort because I know personally how it can be pretty tough to edit this stuff together. So if you would, you you really help them out if you just tell your friends about the show. Um, so yeah, please do that so that they can keep doing it. And that Cody can quit his boring job in whatever it is, finance? I don't know what you do. 
<laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm glad you don't know what he, I do. That, that makes me happy, actually. He, he's the general manager of a Lion's Den adult. <laughs> That's making it in my world. Uh, we uh, we're we're highly ranked uh, in, in across the country. We we're actually ranked. You know, we're we're not number out one, of 100. but sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, Same we are. Uh, that's actually that's what we're all trying to get to. The people at number one are actually the worst. So. Yeah, makes sense. It's like uh, wow. I don't know what it's like. I had no metaphor ready. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. I'll bail you out. Um, Nolan, you can come back anytime, especially since you're uh, such a great promoter. Make sure you guys uh, check out Nolan's Ventures, uh, Room 56 Studios, as well as NPA on Spotify if you haven't gotten enough of him. Uh, shouts out yet again to JB, the bro host, uh, for being on this week. Jared, for, for folks, I think you mentioned uh, on JBuck Live uh, maybe a little bit of a down week as you celebrate the holiday. Yeah, I think a little bit um, movie-wise, um, not as many screeners right now, and I don't know, I feel like I just need to take a break and actually open up my PlayStation 5, so uh, stay tuned. There you go. Yeah, keep it's an eye fun. out. <laughs> it's very fun. Keep an eye out for more JB content after he gets his fill on the PS5. Seth, any uh, any warm Thanksgiving wishes you want to leave the listeners with this week? Yeah, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. For NPA, the bro host, Jared Buckendall, the so host, Seth Ott, I have been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye.